Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Day comes around, and the afternoon we'll see Gorman from the bank meet up with Madame Stoville. Where are you, she and Clyde, and what would you like to do? Um, I guess we're outside of the bank, having just made the appointment with the banker. Um, now, Clyde, if it's okay with you, I think we maybe need to go and check on uh, on uh, Mister the, the, the cartographer man who's going to make us uh, a map of the uh, the mines and such. Uh, do, you, do you reckon he'll be ready by now? Chris, right? Chris. Chris Tenenbaum. Uh, it's been like uh, yeah, it's four hours. hours. Yeah. We're, we're gonna, it's worth trying. Yeah, we can definitely go have a look. Cool. Definitely. Okay, so you walk over to uh, the Central District, which you are in, and just to refresh my memory, specifically, was he making you a map based upon research, or was he, he was trying acquiring to... one? Yeah, it was either... Well, uh, whichever way was to see if he can get us a map of the the mines to see if it connects to the underwater yeah, the well. system yeah. the well system <clears throat> okay you um you walk to his uh his shop in the central district and he is particularly disheveled he was disheveled when you first met him his hair is like scruffy and sticking up this black hair kind of greasy looking kind of unwashed his shirt is is again open at the throat and you can see he's got that map rose tattooed uh, just underneath his throat on his chest and he's wearing his um he's got like a, an apron and a, a shirt with the sleeves rolled up and he's covered in ink and he's got maps all scattered around him and he's got an ink pen and he's making annotating busily on one of them and he doesn't actually notice you as you come in he's deeply in work 
Well, uh, howdy, Mr. Tenenbaum. How are you on this fine afternoon? Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. You scared the living shit out of me. Um, I'm, I'm good. I, I'm good. And I, I think I've, I have something for you. Uh, come, come here. Come look. And he's got a map uh, unrolled on the table. And he says, no, it's not perfect. Um, as part of the planning permissions for the mining excavations from the open pit and down into the tunnels, you have to log rough, rough, and I'm stressing this, rough maps of um, the tunnels. Well, I've, I've, I've been compiling the different bits that have been logged with um, the mayor's office and I, I keep the records for, for some of this and I've pulled them together and some of them are really out of date, but I'm sort of frantically designing a master copy and you was looking to see if any any come close to the well. Well, uh, none directly bisector. It's it's it, it's close though. So um, the mine branches out in all directions from its centre in the industrial zone. Some of the tendrils head back in towards the central district, and I would say you could be one passage in particular seems to be about. It's close. Controlled explosions, mining, tunneling. You might be between 5 to 25 metres away from where I would predict you could get into the well. And he smiles. He says, look. And you can see clearly where he's pointing on Mr. Tenenbaum, I just want to extend my thank yous for your very hard work here, but we were looking to get some more, uh, I guess, direct access. But uh, if y'all don't mind, we'll, uh, we'll take these these here maps and drawings and scribbles and stuff. and Because uh, we, we're going to need a crew for this, and uh, I don't know if you know our little buddy Egg. He's, he's a little bit of a dab hand at explosives and stuff. So uh, if we're going to need to break some rocks, then uh, we're going to need to come together with this. But uh, you, you're pretty certain and we can uh, get to this uh, well area through the, through the mines, yeah? Yeah, well, I think you can get here, and he points you to the map. He says, take this map. This is the master map that I've designed for you. Um, you can get here, but the problem is access. I'm, I'm helping you because of what you did for Alison. I, I'm close to the girl. I feel protective about her. And you, you've been heroes. You've, she was in trouble. And you seem like good people. I, I, I want to help. I want to help you. You've helped. You've helped us. So, yes, you can get there. But I don't know if you can get there, if you know what I mean. The, the miners' access is controlled by the Miners and Steamfitters Union. They're not going to want an unknown entity going into their mines, tunneling, blowing things up. It's going to... I don't know how you're going to do it, is what I'm trying to say. It's going to be messy and, dare I say, illegal. Um, just be smart. Just be smart, please. I, I'm, I'm trying to look out for you here. Is it possible? Yes. But you're going to have to be very clever. At night, they go back and they lock up the mines? Yes, the, there's guards, though. The, guards. the constables will be patrolling. Of course. If you can dodge the patrols... Now, from from your maps, uh, Mr. Tenenbaum, uh... Are there any other areas, uh, not necessarily from the uh, from the mine shafts? Is there any other external way that we can get to this well without, uh, you know, waking up the constables and causing a hoo-ha in the in the uh, in the town? Because um, I don't know 
we, we've got these suspicions about the well and, and what that coincides with the Nephilim attacks and uh, this whole craziness with the town. I, I don't know if you know anything about this. Have we spoken to you about this before? Um, you know. All right. DM here. I want you to make a specific pull. I would like you to make a convince intellect pull. You both? And I'm going to give you a... Uh, one of you. Right. I don't mind who. Convince intellect, and Shawnee was probably leading the angle just a bit more, but I don't mind. Cool. Convince intellect, and um, I would say a nine based on how well you've done so uh, far. I'll give it a go, but I've got zero convince and intellect. So let's see what this card brings out for me. Ah, oh, five. What have you got, C? I'll give you a chance as well, mate. You're there too. I was just going to say, I do have an intellect of one, but then I have all those three cards I could swap out the fates with. So I can automatically pass it. Do you want to? I can... You want me to draw a card? Because Sean's failed. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I could... I'll switch it with the 12. There you go. One. You two yeah. um, notice that Christopher Tenenbaum suddenly has a look go over his face and... You see some cogs are turning deep in there. And then he goes calm and he stands pensively with his hands clasped in front of him. And his face kind of, it doesn't drop, but there's a deep thoughtfulness that overwhelms him. And he says, I think I can trust you too. I know the secret of the town as well. And I long suspected the well is actually the reason for the Neverborn attacks. I knew it. Because of the scream. I'll be honest, I was I got excited with the, the map. And I figured you might be able to help my cause, but I needed to know if I could trust you, and I think I can, and I just needed some time. There is a stone egg inside the well. <laughs> <laughs> My name uh, is... And I think all of this... <laughs> I think deck. absolutely all of this is because of the egg. And why would such a stone egg be so important? There are a lot of secrets about this. The well provides innocence with its water. And the well has long been... A contentious area full of secrecy and control. And it's been controlled exclusively by the mayor, Hannibal Crow. The stone egg that is reputed to be inside there is a smoothly curved rock, more than 15 feet in height and roughly 8 feet around its widest point. I believe it's the secret source of innocence's water. I've heard stories from drunken men and little bits of my research, and the egg has a jagged crack in the side, roughly head height. It's almost three feet long, apparently. Clean water flows from this crack at a moderate rate. I've heard tales of it flowing like that from a, 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 the force of a rushing creek. 
The egg rests in a small natural cavern chamber at the base of the well shaft. Apparently on the northern wall. Roughly half of the egg lies under water, and the well's depth is typically around seven feet. The Neverborn's attacks on innocence began directly after Hannibal Crow ordered his men to widen the crack in the stone egg to produce more water. A few of us town folk are aware of the existence of this stone egg, and there are theories about its nature. Of course, people are thinking, is this the resting place of an ancient Nephilim? Is it a prison for some great evil sealed away? We don't know. But I believe strongly that the ultimate goal of the Nevilleborn is assault and innocence for the egg. A stone egg that produces clean water. Where did the scream come from? Then? Maybe it's linked. Time's right, doesn't it? Do y'all reckon, like, uh, when they cracked open this egg, it let out a mite? You know, when uh, you, you put a kettle on the stove and uh, when it gets really, really hot, it starts uh, whistling and screaming. Maybe they kind of opened this up and uh, that signaled the Nephilim to come in and say, you know, we got to take this town over. That's what I think she, yeah. I don't know whether it's uh, a baby, whether it's some being that the Nephilim are drawn to, to, they worship or will wish to protect. They're working centrally from the east. It makes sense. But only at night. What are you going to do? Because whilst Crow's mare, you're going to have opposition. Maybe Widow Ferris would be amenable. She is wise. Have you told her about this? Does she know? Have I talked to Widow Ferris? Has she, does she know of the egg? It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. I've not spoken to her directly. She's an elusive woman and very private. She's well respected and I think she's a good woman. And I don't think she's stupid and I don't think she misses much. Well, uh, me and my compadres, we've been going around this town and we've been trying to see whether we can uh, garner some votes for the uh, for the widow because uh, we did our research and we spoke to each uh, individual uh, candidate for the mayorship and uh, we get some weird feelings about that crow. And if uh, what you say is correct and he's the one that uh, is guarding the well because, uh, you know, he knows the shit that's gone down, then uh, he got to go. And uh, we spoke to uh, the barber as well and he just seemed uh, well out of his depth. He needs to just stick to cutting hair and selling women's underwear. So we have kind of... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Snip. That's true, isn't it? You saw women's gut, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Oh, You're right. Oh, sorry. No, yeah. Yeah, he's he sells female clothes that his and wife right. does in the shop. Come on, guys. I'm oh, I'm so far above you. <laughs> right. So uh we we don't really have much 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 faith in <laughs> right. him. So uh our vote is left with the widow and uh we got egg and we got uh Krant. they uh they going they get they getting some votes for us right now i believe they got quite a few and uh we working on some other things so uh we think it's quite feasible that we would be able to get the widow to be the mayor now i know you are a little bit tied up with allison and what you can and can't print in the newspaper what with the uh, kidnapping and such but uh any help that you can give us and we can give you we can work together on this thing we can get the widow into power we can crack open that well and we can have a good old nosy round down that egg 
what cause? Hmm? Christopher said that you can join my cause. What cause? I want. I want answers. I, I don't want to die in innocence. I want to live here. I want to be happy. And the rate these Nephilim are, are coming in, these Neverborn every night, they're going to kill us all. And Crow, I think he's in denial. I think he's fucked us up. I think he's pretending it's not happening. And I think he's just going to secure his position and then see how things lie after that. He's in it for himself. He's been an actual prick to Allison. He's a danger. He's a danger to the people. Sorry, I might misunderstand. And I don't trust him to keep us safe. I might misunderstanding what the word "cause" means. Isn't isn't the cause just like you have you want to do something? You're trying to achieve a goal, right? Yeah, he wants answers. He wants answers. He wants to survive. He wants Crow to be ousted as the mayor, and he wants the Neverborn to threat to be resolved. With him being alive, I thought it was just like. Causes. Oh, okay. I thought it was just like he's part of some secret thing that wants to get rid of the egg. No, right, gotcha. Right, sir. No, 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 no. Okay. Right. So, what are you going to do? How can I help? And what are you going to do? Go on, Clyde. You were going to see Lady Ferris. We got to go see Lady Ferris. Basically, it's not a bad idea. Because the clock's ticking, though. If Crow stays the mayor, your access to that egg is going to be the most difficult. He will actively obstruct and he will use the constables. Well, that's that's the way it already is. We already tried to get down that well. We were surrounded by eight men. We went to speak to the uh, to the sheriff and he was no help. We went to speak to the mayor himself and he was no help. So uh, if there's anyone who has access to that well that maybe you know that can be uh, turned, whether it's uh, by violence or money, then uh, let us know and we'll go and speak to him or her. I don't think violence or money is the answer. It's only in the hands of the mayor. So it's power. It's power. And if whoever's in power gives you the blessing, you're off. If they're obstructive to you, Crow will be. You're going to get strung up from a tree. Well, goddamn, if it's if my name isn't Shio Aizawa, I promise to you, Mr. Tenenbaum, that me, Clyde, Crant, and Egg, we will turn the tide on this election, and Hannibal Crow, he'll be flying out there, Miss, uh, Miss, Miss, Miss Ferris. She'll be sitting mighty pretty in the mayoral office, and uh, we'll open up that well, we'll have an investigate, and we can... We can get rid of these Neverborn, these Nephilim, and, uh, well, maybe after that, me and my boys be on our way for another adventure. But, uh, we just want to get this sorted for y'all, because we want to leave as well. God bless you, Shio Aizawa, and Clyde Boyd. I hope you're right. So I'm going to pause, um, she and Clyde. Egg and Krant, you are still in tatters and flays. You've just finished cleaning up. Um, what do you guys want to do? So we've got his vote. Yeah, you got his vote. I'm going to actually add plus one vote, actually, because it's important. You have actually earned plus one vote. Um, Tatterson, play, one vote. Extra. He wasn't going to vote. You know, oh. the, if dangerous in the smolder, it's a smolder, right? Smolder? 
smoke. Yeah. If, yep, yep, yep. if dangerous in the smoke at night, maybe you should maybe try and walk in the day just in case. Or maybe like the early evening. Oh, I do, Egg. I do wander in the day too. I scare the children. <laughs> now, I've done a pretty good job in here. I, I wonder if you're going to go for a walk tonight. I can tell you're going to ignore me, aren't you? And th- that's okay. No, no, I am. Um, I have many books to read tonight. <laughs> How about you do me one more? I know you're going to vote. But yes. wait, maybe you could just go on for one one little wander in the smolder and... Uh, and we were hoping to test the guards in the town and make sure they were going to respond to any problems quickly. Maybe, Did like... me to wander in the smolder. Yeah, when you're wandering in the smolder, you you could just scream, never live there, never left a limb. Like, and see how quickly they come. Twelve willpower. Uh, eight. No, I don't want to do that. That seems really dangerous, Egg. I would be very silly. A silly, silly sausage if I did that, wouldn't I? I mean, I guess so, but it seemed like a little favor. Okay, well, you're going to vote. You've, you've, done, you've done what I've asked you. I can't, I can't change the deal now. No. I didn't find anything in his back room, right? If I, like... No, nothing, nothing. I'm, I'm not even going to pull for it. It is as bare and as simple as possible. And you don't also find hidden compartments. No, no special books. Find... No, like... no special books. I mean, there's cutlery. There's like a small stove. Sexy cutlery. There's... Did you say cutlery? Yeah, it did. Cutlery. <laughs> that's, that's no word. Cutlery. There's the miscellaneous belongings you would find in any home. But here they are simpler and grimier. Well, they're now spit cleaned. Well, okay then. Well, I'm gonna take the sexy limericks here. Uh, and uh, how much? How much for this book here with uh, the erratic limericks? A single script, Peg. I think I've got a single script that I'll hand over. And as you go to hand it over, he puts his hand on top of yours and he says, "You did such a good job cleaning. It's on me." I like you. You're really kind. Thank you, Egg. You're a good cleaner. You will do it again for me. I mean, maybe I, I, it depends. I, I, I got a new job now. I don't really clean. I just want to be a vote. I wanted to show that the Widow Ferris was a good person she was voting for because she'll help get your house cleaned. Maybe she'll tell You've people that. If you should want anything else from little old me, come and spruce up the place. Why, why does it really feel like he's grooming it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Well, Mr. Flay, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for letting me clean all your stuff and reading to me. I will remember that. I've got one more passage from you. You did say you wanted saucy <laughs> limericks, didn't you? I would love a passage. This one's... This one's... Uh, this one's a naughty one. I lap up your wetness like a kitten its milk. I wash my face with your moisture. You wiggle and moan. You swallow me whole like some carny performer. Emptied I sigh. You lick your lips and grin. 
I like that one because it was about a cat. I like cats. I composed it whilst watching you. (laughs) Right, right, right. Honestly, is that a pre-written one or you written that? (laughs) You would never know. Either way, if you've Googled that, you're going to get raided shortly. (laughs) Okay, then, well, bye, Mr. Flay. Goodbye. Remember to vote. Come again. I will. And uh, <laughs> you two leave the creepy bookshop. Crant shudders as he steps out. <laughs> Everything would feel sticky. And wipes his hands on the floor. Oh, that's fucking horrible. Mm. Uh, I'll say, um, if you've got time, I'll go once more around to you guys. So, um, Egg and Crant, what would you like to do? I guess we've been got like separated for a decent amount of time. I can't remember what time we said yeah. we were going to meet up. Um, but I think... I would say afternoon at some point. I'll probably suggest to Krant that we wander back to the well just to see if there's any new developments there. Okay. Well, at time's right. So let's put you guys all together. So you head um, north through the entertainment district as, you know, two, half two, three o'clock maybe even starts to come around. And... By the well, you can see that she and Clyde are just leaving Christopher Tenenbaum's map shop. And we'll say f- for speed that you easily pass on your successes. And you stand by the well, being watched by the constables, but, you know, nothing impolite. People are milling around the central district, going about their business. It's about 3 p.m., what would you guys like to do? And this will be our last push for this bit today. Um, isn't that the time of our meeting with uh, Mr. Gorman? Yeah. You want to go so, en masse? Um, if, if the other guys want to come with us, uh, I think me and Clyde probably have to go because we're the ones that sort of uh, made the meeting. But uh, if y'all want to come with us, you're more than welcome. We get a little private show with the, with the lovely lady. Not like that. I know what you're thinking, <sighs> Grant Dupont. She a singer. Grant, Grant Dupont doesn't think anything. Mrs. DuPont wants to lap at her moistness. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Now, where did you learn that language, Egg? It's romantic. A man read it to me. It's a book about a cat. She. Well, she, she shouldn't. She. Yes, Grant. What? Don't ask. <laughs> well, Egg, don't ever say those words to a lovely lady, all right? Especially not Allison. If you say those words to Allison, she will not be your girlfriend, okay? You treat her nice and use that egg charm and don't use any of that that, that weird soppy slapping business. Okay? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Let's go, boys. All together, you leave the Central District and you walk into the entertainment district. You see the saloon further in, much deeper in, and uh, it's too early for it to be to be bustling, but you see a little bit of, of business. You see the pit, which again is this, there's this wooden sign outside the establishment, Arlen Derrick's World of Fisty Cuffs. And uh, it's, the building's home to these organized bare knuckle fighting arenas. And there's a couple of heavies by the front door, not eyeing you up rudely or anything, but, and there's, there's also, they're actually standing beside these two large 
crudely hewn wooden statues of boxes on either side of the entrance. They're just chatting. Um, you pass the Miners and Steamfitters Guildhall, and then you see Madame Stovills, this um, playhouse, which is beautiful, really, in its in its own way. It's it's, it's got this colourful awning, uh, large glass feature windows, which are painted with scenes from the latest production. And out front, um, kind of almost in like the back side of the building in the shade, just standing, composing herself maybe, is Lucille Valestra, the soprano singer. Beautiful and surprisingly excellent soprano singer. And I would say I would give each of you a pull for this. Please make a scrutiny cunning pull um, with, I would say, a difficulty of 11. Egg with disadvantage, I'm afraid. And she and Clyde, yep, she and Clyde with advantage. Fuck. So scrutiny cunning, she and Clyde advantage, egg disadvantage, scrutiny cunning. Eight, I think it said, did I say 12? I'm getting the same thing again where I'm not seeing the cards. I'll, I'll pull yours for you, mate. Oh, no, I've got two. There's one that's face down. And oh, that face down one's two. dead and I think. Okay. So only um, Clyde can see this. You, Everyone else kind of just sees the beautiful woman and kind of like, you know, his head in the business. Like, two of you wouldn't recognize her at all because you've not been there, Egg and Crant. But um, she, you've seen her and you recognize her and I guess you give her a nod. But Clyde, you're more observant. Maybe because you hang back a little bit socially, you just watch just a little bit more. Maybe you're socially awkward because of your disfigurement and the mask you wear. But whatever the reasons, as you hang back and just study her just for a beat longer than she and everyone else, you notice that Something's going on with her. And there's some emotional thing happening with the lady. And you're processing. You're like, what? What is it? I can't put my finger on it. Is she nervous? Is she scared? No, she's not scared. Is she anxious? There's some sort of anxiety in her. And you've seen the lady sing. She's not scared of performing. She's clearly overwhelmingly talented. Is there anything you'd like to do here, Clyde? Um, her eyes lock with yours as you've taken a moment to study her and she sees you see her and there's this moment of recognition that she knows you've seen something in her. Can I go talk to Lucille? Away from everyone yeah, else? you just separate from... Yeah. yeah, you separate from the group and you see Lucille there... And uh, she blushes a little bit, looks down, then looks up at you with a fierce gaze, actually. And she nods her head. Good afternoon, sir. Lucille, is there anything wrong? I saw some, uh, some anxiousness, something not quite right for somebody of your uh, talent. She pulls out a fan. And she starts fanning herself with this lace fan. And she says, Nothing to worry about, sir. So just don't mind me. I'm just being silly. Um, nothing. We're all in this together. 
and we are trying to help you and your uh, is it called a mistress? No, and your employer, um, madam, 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 and your madam, madam Stovall. Anything we can do to help you, we will. There's nothing you make a convince intellect, Paul. <laughs> intellect. I would say convince. Why am I convince? Yeah, I would say difficulty eight. Intellect is one. Fuck it, nine. Difficulty nine. Convince Fuck intellect it, nine. nine. So fourteen again. You see desperation pass over her face for a minute, and then again she gets excuse me, gets control of it. And she says, You won't tell anyone if if I'm honest with you, will you? Not if you don't want me to. I I, I urge you to be a gentleman. What's wrong, Lucille? I'm being I'm being actively courted by Necro. He's infatuated with me. And he comes to every show and he inundates me with his affections and I, I, I spurn his advances. He, he's putting pressure on the playhouse. That's why he's got Madame Stovall in so much debt. It's for me. And I feel dreadful. I don't want Madame Stovall to lose the playhouse. She's been excellent to work with and she's really done well by me. If I keep spurning his advances, I, I'm scared that he's going to take over the playhouse to get what he wants, which is me. And I just feel like meat, like a horse being traded. If, if you can get Madame Stovall out of this debt, it'll take the pressure off of me. I just don't know what to Has do. he been a gentleman? Or does he, uh, he make... He's been gentlemanly in his advances, but I would say ungentlemanly in his persistence. Right, I see. I don't know how many times you need to spurn an advance sure. for a man to get the message that you're not interested. But it, it doesn't stop. And Madame Scoville knows this. I'm assuming. Yeah, we all know. We all know. Uh, yeah, she she's sharp. She knows. He's there every night. He has a private box. And I see him in the corner of my eye every time I perform. And he desperately tries for my affection. And he is slimy. And he tries just the, just the physical presence of him touching my hand as he goes to kiss it, repulses me and turns my stomach. He's a disgusting individual, and he, he doesn't leave me alone. I'm not going to pretend I understand what you're going through, but I'm going to try and help you as much as I can. I'm going to, let's say one way or another, stop him from making advances. Primarily, it's going, <laughs> it's going to be by helping Madame Scoville. She's, her eyes start to well up and she dabs at her eye with a handkerchief and she nods and controls herself. And then she says, thank you. It's Mr. Boyd, isn't it? That's right. Clyde Boyd. Yes. Mr. Boyd, Clyde. Thank you. I'm, I'm being silly. No, not at all. I, 
really, thank you. It's so nice to actually talk to a gentleman who gets it. Well, um, what we need to do now is try and see if we can get Madame Skova out of debt. So let's try and get the banker to uh, help us out any way he can. She nods and then she wipes her eye and smiles. And then she says, forgive me if this is presumptuous. And she plants a kiss of thanks on your mask. (laughs) And then she um, just kind of like wipes off her lipstick. And she says, thank you, Clyde. And she offers you her arm to lead her in. I take it. Uh, My pleasure. Honor's mine. Let's go. Yeah. Go inside. So you all enter the playhouse. And Lucille kind of like removes herself eventually from... Um, your support, Clyde, and goes up the steps onto the stage. You can see that Gorman's already here. He's chatting to Madame Stovill, who smiles and greets you. And you get the impression it started early. He was an eager beaver. Of course it fucking was. <laughs> and um, this eager beaver turns and sees you guys. Hello, everyone. And um, uh, Madam Stovall stops him and she says, gentlemen, I think we've discussed some terms and um, it looks positive. And she looks to Gorman and Gorman looks to her and they shake hands. And she says, with your assistance, she, Aizawa, Clyde Boyd, and you gentlemen, Fine gentlemen, companions of my name is Egg. Your esteemed colleagues, <laughs> Egg. And she looks to you, Cran, and she says, "It's Mister Dupont, isn't it?" Yes, Grant Dupont. She turns back to Gorman, and she says, "He's going to take. He's going to take my debt, and he's going to become a, an investor." in Madame Stovall's playhouse. And that frees me. And she smiles. And she's got this gap tooth, but she's a beautiful old lady. Older lady. And she says, we can get the show on the road. And I don't have to pull his party line anymore. We will be running some new pieces, some satirical pieces on conservative mayors who don't like to change during conflict, how their little dumpy legs aren't quick enough to move us in the right direction, but how a wise woman might just have a few good ideas to get things back where they should be. How does that sound to you, boys? Well, madam, I am absolutely thrilled that we could uh, facilitate this little uh, meeting between yourself and Mr. Gorman here. I am absolutely thrilled. This is just what we wanted. We want to make change in this town, and we believe that with your help and your help, Mr. Gorman, that we can do this. And uh, we, uh, myself and Clyde, we were we were just uh, in, in town. We spoke to uh, Mr. Tenenbaum, who's had some interesting theories. Now, uh... I just want to say one little thing. We, we, we've we got this whole thing with a well going on. We've got our eyes on that. We've got our ears on that. And we try to find out as much information about the well as we can. We've got a very pertinent piece of information about that. Now, 
if the mayor does turn up to your place and you really want to stick it in his face, maybe you mention something about the will, about how we're going to change this, and there being an egg. And not, 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 not my friend. My egg. name is Egg. Yeah, I knew he was going to do that. Uh, but if you mention Egg, I think that'll really, really put, uh, you know, put his underwear right up his ass. She, well, at the mention of the well, you do, all of you, see a look pass between Gorman and Stovall. A look that says they know about they the know egg. They know something about the egg. Interest. <laughs> they know, they know basically. No, I, I will say that out they loud. They know basically. <laughs> All right. And they nod and you get the impression, I'll tell you this straight out, they know exactly what Christopher Tannenbaum knows. And as you mention the egg, she, with your specific words, Madam Stovall says, I've got just just the last minute additions to our script. I think we do need a little section on a, a certain egg. And Gorman smiles and chuckles and he says, politics. Ooh, it's a good game, and I'm going to support the arts with this one. And you've just secured 36 votes. We'll stop Finally, that. you guys yeah. did something. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.